I think it's safe to say most Americans have either been to Disneyland or Disney World. I've been to Disney World in Orlando twice now. The first time I went, I was 10 years old. My family and I just returned from our second trip 10 years later. We went during February, so it was relatively quiet in all the parks. We did go to all four parks. We started with Hollywood Studios, then Epcot, then Animal Kingdom, and then finally Magic Kingdom. I had a great time, until I went on Splash Mountain. Splash Mountain is one of the more popular rides at Disney World, and I remember it being my favorite 10 years ago. Since we left all the parks relatively early, we decided to stay at Magic Kingdom until midnight. After the nightly fireworks, the park started to really quiet down, basically to the point that the park was dead. We got on a few attractions with no lines. My little brother, who was 13, was really getting into the spirit. He was wearing mouse ears and a bright green Mickey Mouse shirt. Me and my older brother teased him about it throughout the day. Somehow we were so busy that it wasn't until around 11.30 at night that I remembered we hadn't gone on Splash Mountain. I reminded my family, but my parents reminded me that the ride closes at 11. Since we were already in Frontierland, which is the section of the park that Splash Mountain was in, I convinced my family to check anyway. I walked ahead to try to save time. When I arrived at the Splash Mountain area, there wasn't a soul in sight, other than the guy manning the entrance. He informed me that the ride closes when the park closes. I had a feeling I was right. But I suddenly felt the urge to pee, so I called out to my family, who was still approaching the entrance to wait while I ran to the bathroom. Conveniently, there was one right next to the entrance. I'll spare you the details, but after I returned to the entrance of the ride, my family was gone. I called for them, walking around cluelessly, but there wasn't even a response. I turned back to the entrance to ask the worker, who was standing there, if he saw where they went, but he was gone too. I was about to take out my phone and call them, when suddenly, I heard the sound of my two brothers laughing from down the entrance of the ride. What the hell are they doing? I thought. They're not planning on going on the ride without me, are they? I ran down the cave-like entrance of the ride, but the sounds of my brothers laughing didn't seem to get any closer. I called out for my parents and for my brothers, but they didn't respond. How could they not hear me? I made it to the room where you board the log boats, but there were no employees anywhere in sight. But what I did see was one of the boats leaving the boarding room, and I could see my little brother in his green shirt and mouse ears sitting in the back seat of one of them. He was next to somebody else, probably my older brother. I screamed their names in anger, but they didn't hear me. I couldn't understand why they would go on the ride without me. Another boat was about to leave the room, so I hopped onto it, since there were no employees to tell me otherwise. I was on the next boat behind my family. As I slowly rode out of the room, and eventually outside, I couldn't see my family ahead of me. It didn't make sense. I wasn't too far behind them to start with. How fast could their boat be going? I sat with mixed emotions, mostly confusion and anger as the ride slowly progressed, until I finally entered the cave with all those singing robots.
I guess where the ride actually begins. This is where things began to get strange. Well, stranger. The first things I was greeted by were a bunch of giant singing birds. I remembered these things from ten years ago. As they sang their song, their heads slowly turned to constantly face the boat, and their eyes, all their eyes seemed to lock onto mine. I didn't remember them doing this last time. It was very unsettling, seeing those things looking at me as if they were actually aware of my presence. I obviously assumed it was just some updated technology to add to the atmosphere of the ride. After all, it was Disney. Sitting all alone on this ride, I felt uncomfortable. I know it's a Disney attraction, but you wouldn't understand. Being on a dark and slow ride all alone at this time at night, with seemingly nobody around, it gives a very unsettling feeling. After the birds, I slowly approached Briar Fox and Briar Bear, who were seemingly plotting to capture Briar Rabbit. See, if you know anything about this ride, you would know that you're entertained throughout by animatronic versions of the characters from the movie Song of the South. Specifically, a hungry fox and his dim-witted henchman Bear, who constantly make goofy attempts to capture a rabbit for a quick snack. Anyway, back to the ride. Normally, Briar Bear would be carrying around a big wooden club, but this animatronic? He was holding an axe. And instead of his normally goofy appearance, he had a more intimidating look that was definitely not child-friendly. And standing on his shoulders was Briar Fox, only a much more evil and scary version. He had much sharper teeth, and instead of his kid-friendly evil smile, it was a much more disturbing face, a clearly unhappy and resentful one. Upon getting closer, I could see that the fox had a large knife in his hand. The two animatronics began speaking, or at least the ride audio provided the sounds of their characters speaking, but the voices were also off. The voice of the bear was so muffled and distorted that it was incomprehensible, and the voice of the fox it almost sounded demonic. The background music was too loud for me to make out anything being said, though. My boat passed the two characters, only to approach something equally unsettling. There was Briar Rabbit, but instead of singing like I remember he did, he was just sitting on top of a broken mailbox. Instead of his normally happy face, he had on a depressed face with bloodshot eyes, and a red stain on his pink shirt, presumably blood. This wasn't right. Disney wouldn't do something like that. I didn't want to be on the ride anymore. I shouted out for my family in hopes that they might hear me, but there was no response. The song switched to the Laughing Place song, but it sounded different. It didn't have that cheerful feel to it. At this point, every single animatronic character on site was making direct eye contact with me. They were not cheerful, kid-friendly faces, though. They were angry, hateful faces. This has to be a joke, I thought. I must be going crazy or something. They wouldn't do something like this, not at a kid's park. The next time that I saw the main characters, it was even worse. 
Briar Fox was waving his arm in anger and yelling something incomprehensible at Briar Bear, whose axe was now covered in blood. The first thought that came up was, whose or what's blood? Then I saw that Briar Fox was actually waving something in his hand. It was a dismembered arm, the arm of Briar Rabbit. In front of the two robots was a blood trail, a blood trail that looked too real. It all looked too real. I could see fake blood dripping out of the prop that the fox was holding. It has to be fake blood, I thought to myself. Before exiting that section of the ride, there was one more disturbing scene. Briar Rabbit limping across the field with a trail of blood following him. It didn't make sense. The blood actually dripped on the floor, only appearing behind him. How could that be, unless someone cleans up the blood every time a boat passes by? But by this time, it was pointless to try and rationalize any of this. All I wanted was to get off the ride, and see my family's reaction. After this, finally came the most anticipated part of the ride, which was the big drop. The boat climbed up to an angle, and began to climb up the hill. At this point, anybody would be excited, but I wasn't thinking about it. I was so focused on what I had just seen on a Disney ride. As I neared the top of the hill, there was one more scene waiting at the side. It was Briar Rabbit tied to the pole over a fire, begging to be let go by Briar Fox. But this time, it was the most disturbing thing I had ever seen in my life. Briar Rabbit was still seen tied to a pole over a fire, but Briar Bear was also there this time, with Briar Fox standing right beside him. The bear raised his axe high in the air, and with one swift motion, he swung the axe straight through Briar Rabbit's neck, slicing his head clean off. Fake blood sprayed out from the thing as the head fell to the floor. The red liquid even sprayed out to my face, and that's when I smelled it. The metallic smell that blood gives off. It was real blood. I started to gag in disgust and shock, ready to throw up. The head hit the ground with a loud thud, then rolled into the water. Suddenly all the lights in the ride went out, and all the background noises stopped, and it was pitch dark inside. All I could see was the hint of moonlight coming from the top of the hill and then coming from behind me. Even over the sounds of the rails, pulling the boat up the hill, and the water moving down it, I could hear the sound of heavy splashing coming from the bottom. The kind of splashing you would hear from somebody running through the water. I turn around to see nothing but darkness behind me, but the splashing was getting louder. And just as I reached the top of the hill, I could see a giant humanoid figure, probably eight feet tall, begin to run up the lift hill. As it ran closer, it stretched out its long arms, seemingly ready to pull me out of the boat. The shock of it all prevented me from being able to note any of its features before dropping down to the bottom of the hill outside. What did I just see? I must be going crazy. I thought it was all a dream. Pinch myself, even slap myself in the face a few times, but it was real. Whatever, I was outside now, 
This was my chance to get off this nuthouse ride. I looked for any place to climb over the fake rock walls, but all of them were covered by big spikes. They weren't even decorated props. These things looked dangerously sharp. Hell, they looked deadly. And they covered every single imaginable place to climb out. It was like I was really in a giant briar patch. I assumed the spikes were put there to prevent anybody from escaping from the ride. I pulled out my phone and turned on its flashlight to see if it was even safe to hop out of the boat. I shined the flashlight down into the water, revealing even more spikes under the water. There was no way out at all. I screamed at the top of my lungs for help, but there was nobody around. It was pointless. I continued to constantly glance over my shoulder to make sure that the thing I saw wasn't behind me. And with that, I slowly rode back into the caves of the ride, where I was greeted by the zippity doo song, only it was a much slower and depressing version. The first thing I was greeted by after riding into the cave was a big sign hanging over my head, reading, Rest in Peace, Briar Rabbit. And to the right were countless animatronic animals, ranging from frogs to chickens to ducks, all dressed in black, apparently mourning at the death of Briar Rabbit. Suddenly the boat came to a stop, and all the background music ceased, along with the motors and the water flow, leaving nothing but utter silence. I focused my attention to the dozens of animatronic characters, who were now all frozen, apparently turned off. I looked away, scanning the room for any actual living beings or some kind of exit. I again resorted to shouting for help, but of course, it did no good. Just as I was ready to give up trying to escape the ride, my luck finally seemed to change as I saw the glowing red text of an exit sign, slightly hidden behind a big rock. That was my way out. There were no spikes in here. I took one more glance over my shoulder to make sure nothing was behind me, but that's when I saw something in my peripheral vision. I didn't want to look, but I forced myself to turn around and see that the dozens of mourning animatronic animals had all turned their heads to face me. But whatever was doing this didn't allow me to witness this for more than a few seconds, because the lights went out inside the cave once again, leaving me in complete darkness and silence. Even though it was rather cold inside, I felt myself starting to sweat, and I could feel my heart punching the inside of my chest. Then the sound of heavy footsteps coming from the platform broke the silence. I found myself hugging the edge of the boat, too scared to even think about getting out of it. The footsteps stopped right at the edge of the platform, and then the boat started to rock back and forth. Something got into the boat. I leaned against the wall in shock and horror, still as a statue. The thought of something grabbing my foot the second I tried to hop out of the boat haunted my mind, paralyzing me in that position. I stayed still like this, not even moving my arm to itch for what felt like ten minutes. My eyes were somewhat adjusting to the dark, but I refused to turn my head to see what was behind me. Just as soon as I began to think I should make a dash for it, I felt something grab my right shoulder. I didn't even dare to look at the hand that was grabbing me. 
I immediately jumped out of the boat and ran onto the platform. I grabbed my phone and turned on the flashlight, helping me find my way through the props to the exit door. The door led to a long hallway, where I eventually found the back door leading to the outside of the ride. I was safe. I made it out alive. I immediately dialed my mom's phone number, and she answered within seconds, as if she was waiting for me to call. I asked her if she was alright, and she said she was fine. I screamed into the phone to meet me by the exit of the park right away. She sounded confused and asked me where I was, but I hung up the phone and ran to the exit of the Magic Kingdom, planning to never return again. Since this experience, my parents have been sending me to many psychiatrists and seeking as much therapeutic help as possible, but I'm still convinced that I hadn't imagined it. It was too real. My advice to you? Never ride something like this alone during a very slow day, late at night. I don't know how or why they would do this. I don't know if Disney is hiding something. I still think of the creature I caught a glimpse of. And whatever the thing was that was in the boat with me, I sometimes wish I had turned around to see, just to kill the curiosity, that I know will never go away. But maybe I should be happy I didn't turn around. Possibly the strangest thing about all of this, though, when I met up with my family at the exit of the park and tried to get some reactions from them, they told me that after I went to the bathroom, they simply walked around waiting for me. They never got on the ride.